Hey guys, it's Matt Sutton and welcome to another episode of Mastering You. Hope you've had a great week. Um, it's been, uh, so, well, if you listen to my last podcast, you'll know that I didn't start very well. Had a bit of a bit of a bad day on Monday, but I took the whole of Tuesday off and feeling feel much better, feel, feel way better for the rest of the week actually. So if you've been feeling a bit low, you know, going through this lockdown period or struggling anyway, highly recommend taking a mindset reset day. Uh, so check out the the last episode of Mastering You, where I share how I did that and and um, why I feel so much better as a result. Anyway, let's move on to the, today's episode because uh, it's a big one. So this is ten lessons from 10 years since I was diagnosed with cancer. So this Sunday, well this is, I'm gonna be releasing this on tomorrow, on Saturday, but um, you'll be listening to this on Saturday. So yeah, tomorrow for you, um, it will be 10 years to the day um, since my diagnosis. Um, it's always easy to remember, because it was also <laughs> crazily and unfortunately, it was the same day as my mum's birthday. It was um, yeah, just one of those days that you you just never forget. I still remember the day like yesterday, not in a good way. Obviously, um, it, it really was pretty much how you'd you'd expect. Pretty awful, but um, but I wanted to share. Well, it's it's a big, obviously a big milestone for myself. You know, ten years on. Uh, 10 years ago, I can honestly say if, if I knew that things would, would turn out as they are right now, you know, even <laughs> with the, the current situation, um, I would be absolutely over the moon. So, so yeah, I mean, just to, just to go back to that time, the bit of a backstory to it was, I think I'd just come back, I was playing a lot of of the um, billiards uh, at the time, which is kind of used to be my, my, my main sport. And I'd not long come back from traveling around Australia with my wife. We'd, we'd gone um, on a sort of a traveling trip before settling down properly, and that was amazing. But whilst traveling, I did, I was noticing that I was having a bit of, bit of difficulty breathing. I was constantly coughing or trying to clear my throat my my wife kept mentioning it all the time but I just kept poo-pooing it off uh, came back I remember I think uh, I won the Malta Open and I always remember winning it because before each match um, I'd have to go and lie down and have a quick 15-20 minute nap which looking back was definitely not normal um, I always remember winning the, the final was awesome actually it was one of the, the most exciting finals I've ever been involved in but um, I remember having a, a 25 minute nap before the final just because I was so tired so you know if you're listening to this or if you, you know anyone you know and you're having any symptoms just of being tired and it's unusual then please 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 always get yourself checked out you know I, I left it probably a little bit too long but luckily not not too too long and about a week later um, I starting my normal day you know got up uh, went to work done some personal training and I, I did feel a bit of a chest pain and then 
<clears throat> as the day went on, chest pain kind of got a little bit worse. I actually went to practice because I had another big tournament coming up at the time, and I couldn't bend over without it feeling like a stabbing in my in my chest. So, um, so that was the rest was history. Went to hospital, and um, initially the they thought it was just a blood clot, but then a few weeks later, I was yeah we 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 found out that it potentially could be cancer and so what happened was that they had to send away the scans uh, we heard back that two out of the three uh, so what what happens when you know potentially you, you have a mass you know the the top consultants will look at it if you're not aware of that already and they'll decide if it's malignant or if it's um, like if it's operable if they can just remove it or if it, if it is malignant and um, and it needs some form of chemotherapy or radiotherapy, and in my case it was sort of two out of three. Um, two of them thought that it was benign, and they thought they could just maybe just remove it. And then one consultant didn't, um, so it went away for further checks. And then eventually, uh, on my mum's birthday, we got the news that it it was a malignant and very aggressive cancer that had to be sort of dealt with um quickly so so that was the <laughs> that was the day and yeah it was it was tough because we were we were told the news that you know we might not have children you know um obviously it was a life-threatening disease we're gonna have a tough time ahead of us i i literally had just gone full-time pretty much full-time self-employed as a personal trainer um, 10 years ago so I'd just given up my sort of security of, of a job so yeah financially it was it was quite difficult and yeah so so tough times but um you know thankfully uh you know I've got I've got the story to tell and after I think about nine ten months of chemotherapy and, and lots of support from family you know anyone listening to this that was part of the journey you know obviously i'd love to say massive thank you to you because i had low i had loads of support <clears throat> from friends and family along the way and um yeah it's almost quite kind of emotional to talk about it now to be honest but um i kind of wanted to to mark the the moment i suppose with with, with this podcast and just kind of share some of the some of the lessons i've learned along the way that would potentially help the listeners of this podcast who are interested in improving their health growth you know just just living the best life you can i guess that that was the biggest turning one of the biggest turning points for me particularly you know with my mission or my my purpose or my business is is really you know uh, before cancer I, I just kind of thought about personal training it's like most people just getting f a little bit fitter and you know um and, and that was that was definitely a you know a, a passion of mine is, is working my fitness and getting strong but you know post-cancer it, it really be it really became clear to me that uh, a much better bigger purpose goal was just just to live the best life and, and just to become you know the best person you can be and that that's all you you can do and, and when you have cancer you know if, if you've had cancer or you know someone 
the way I sort of dealt with it was, you know, I've been dealt these cards and, and it's a pretty crap hand. But um, I'm just going to make the most of what I've got. Had youth on my side, had fitness on my side. It was a it was a very rare cancer, you know. Um, th there's not there's not any real real reason apart from bad luck that I, that I had the diagnosis. Um, so there's not a lot I could learn from it in terms of you know what I shouldn't do, but it definitely took me down the rabbit hole of understanding health more. <clears throat> I think I have one of those points in, in my lessons. So let's go jump into jump into ten lessons that I've personally sort of taken from well from from that experience but also just just from being in the work that I'm I'm in and and having the opportunity to have thousands of conversations with experts in my field and thousands of conversations with people and and the many many breakthroughs that that I've had and and members have had because a lot of our members don't realize this, but you know, whenever they have breakthroughs, those are breakthroughs for myself and my team as well. Because we always get to learn. We always get, we always get to learn. You know, what is it that makes some people achieve achieve certain transformations, and how can we pass that on to other people? You know, that that's really key for me. Um, so, I mean, so lesson number one, probably not a surprise. Sounds almost a bit corny, but. Um, I still what well, the lesson is the beauty in the world is there to be seen you're just too distracted okay so I'm gonna say that again because that's an important one so the beauty in the world is there to be seen you're just too distracted so I still remember coming out of the office and walking outside it was really it was a really nice day in fact it was yeah it reminded me of today very similar um just just nice weather sun was out and for some reason everything kind of became a bit clearer i remember looking up up to the sky and the you know, the, the blueness of the sky stood out the greenness of the trees stood out and it all it kind of probably all sounds a little bit corny but but just knowing i i suppose when you're not been giving a, a life or death sentence but when you when you're facing potential impending doom suddenly everything else all of the noise all of the distraction kind of that all goes you know and, and all you can focus on in that moment is is really just you know life really and you know so so to see kind of the, the beauty around me and and for weeks and months I remember feeling that way you know I'd be able to see see life a little bit differently and 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 that's something that sometimes I wish I could experience again in a way you know because I like everyone else you, you get caught back up in the the busyness and the sort of the chaos um, uh, of life you know of work and everything else that goes with it so you know that when I kind of like look back on that it always makes me think and you know come the beauty's there you just need to be able to see it so you know, that that's why that's why taking a whole day away from distractions is sometimes such a really good practice okay so that that really is lesson one is, is if you're struggling if you're finding you know everything's a bit stressful chaotic just know that 
you know the the good is there the beauty is there uh you just you just need to lose the distraction and and find that focus okay so that's quite a big one uh what have we got next normal <laughs> okay yeah so normal is a really bad benchmark or metric for success okay so what i mean by that is so many times over the years you know i'll uh, people i'll hear people judging something by what's normal you know so if it's like say it's a new nutrition strategy or or a fitness regime you know you'll hear people say oh that's just not normal or maybe it's working long hours or working hard or trying trying something that's a little bit out of the box you know and people say oh that's just not normal and i just you know it's a really really bad metric is is norm what you have to understand about normal and something i've learned about normal is it's based on the norm it's based on averages and averages are not good you know i mean if you look just at the the average person in the uk right now is overweight i think i think we're around 65 percent of the population are currently overweight i think around 35 40 obese and and another 30 overweight so you know if you're judging things by what's normal and and what other people are doing it's a really bad metric so it's much better to be a little bit abnormal (laughs) do things differently okay whatever whatever your friend's doing who's not achieving results probably do the opposite you know Um, it's just a really good principle uh, for me a, a real good life principle uh, and that's why I tend to to be, I guess, a bit different. I sort of think a bit differently to most people. Probably do things a bit differently. But I'm very aware of not being too normal. <laughs> um, so that's number two. Um, number three is your work. So this is one of the things that I've noticed over the years with people uh, who that the people that have inspired me the most who seem to have a really well-rounded life is they've got their work in order they know what they their purpose is they know what their capabilities are they know where their passion is and your work you know when you talk to most personal trainers you know most of the 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 chat is around nutrition around exercise yeah you know Potentially, if if they're going to go deeper than that, it might be around time management or relationships. But um, your work, see, from my experience, plays a massive part in your health and and your happiness of your life. And so, if you hate your job, which I know so many people do, then bloody well change it. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, I think a lot of people get really caught up in the security um of having that paycheck and that's absolutely fine and I completely understand that. But I mean, listen, look at our current situation. You know, look at what can happen. You know, economies can can fall. You, a job is not security. No job is secure. Um, just like no business is secure none of us will ever gain complete security so you know I mean particularly at the moment I think it's a really good time to think about what your work is what you're passionate about 
you know do you want to help people is your work inspiring you is it, it, it would you do your work even if you didn't get paid I would I absolutely love what I do and yes that's yes I'm, I'm privileged and I'm lucky to, to to have that and to be to be that way but I've also worked hard for it really really hard so you know um, and I think it's worth work, working hard for I think I've said in the past that if I knew how hard I'd have to work um, <laughs> over the last 10 years I probably wouldn't have gone down this directional career but I, I don't agree with that I actually love what I do I love helping people I love seeing people's transformations um, so I think it's really important to, to be really clear on, on, on your work and because at the end of the day unless you win the lottery you're going to be probably be working for the next 20, 30, 40 years or more so make the decision to, to really enjoy what you do and even if it means continuing to work in you know your, your current job for a little bit of security but but start maybe maybe you've got like a little side hustle you can start that that would drive your passion and you know and until the time comes when you can give up the, the job that you don't like so much and, and make that side hustle something that you do full time you know really I, I really feel be, that's so important because work seems to have a massive impact on people's health uh, and their life you know so um i think that's number three okay so number four is health and fitness are not necessarily the same thing so even though you, when you hear people talk about health and fitness they're often used in the same sentence you know i want to improve my health and fitness um almost like they're the same thing and it's really just important to know that that you can be really fit in a certain area you can be ridiculously strong or you could be like an athlete um, or whatever you define as fitness but that also doesn't mean that you're particularly healthy and the reason why I say that is you know particularly with um, a lot of females that they you know they'll look at the Instagram models or the celebrity magazines and they'll think that they've got to be some sort of or reach some sort of feet in terms of aesthetics or look a certain way and you know a lot of guys the same these days as well not realizing that actually it can be really detrimental to their health okay so you know whether it's that the bodybuilder taking steroids or the you know um the, the fitness model that looks amazing on the outside but on the inside she absolutely hates a life she she hates a the diet regime she, she hates the fact that she's defined herself as someone that looks good so she has to spend all the time in the gym and eating rabbit food all the time and, and really not actually enjoying life so you know i think when you when you say right i want to get healthy and i want to get fit one of the first things that i recommend everyone does is really define what that means to you you know what does health and fitness mean to you um and you can write those down as sort of separate entities so health okay what does health mean well it means maybe maybe you you want to focus on longevity maybe you want to live a long life maybe you want a, a long health span a health span basically means you live a decent life but you live it healthily you don't get get disease you don't get cancer diabetes etc 
okay maybe you want to um, not have blood pressure or a heart attack because it runs in your family you know so that will help you regularly get the right checks then you can move on to fitness you know so okay I, I, how do you define fitness for some people it might be walking up the stairs in their house and not being out of breath um, I'd probably recommend that they set the bar higher than that but you know for other people it might be like for me personally I, I, I have a few different milestones so it might be um, my bench press weight my how many pull-ups I can do how fast I can run a 400 meter um, you know sprint how how fast it takes me to do a 5k run you know those are just simple benchmarks that that I know okay um, uh, once once they go once I'm slower or can't lift as much I'm like okay I need to I need to work on that so I think having some some clear benchmarks on your your health and your fitness is really important but I just wanted to kind of share that the difference between the two um, so hopefully that makes sense so we've got the beauty of the world is there number one okay number two is knowing the difference knowing the importance of not being not trying to be normal not trying to fit in okay number four is how important your work is and number five is the difference between health and fitness all right number six this is a big one self-awareness is a key to self-mastery of all aspects of lifestyle performance okay so what do I mean by that so self-awareness I think this probably really hit me home or hit home when I started studying neuroscience and um, mindset and personal development a good four or five years ago and it's really the idea that you are able to observe your behaviors and 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 not judge them well kind of judge them but not be reactive to them okay essentially self-awareness it allows you to tell the truth and if there's one thing us humans are really bad at it's telling the truth <laughs> I think probably one of my favorite quotes of all time actually is all progress starts by telling the truth I'm not sure who said that I think it was Dan Sullivan but I think it's so true all progress starts by telling the truth if you think if we if we take it you know if we look at weight loss or, or weight gain you know, I, I've so many times over the years I've heard people say that oh, Matt I don't know why I keep gaining weight um, but usually it's because they weren't aware of the extra 30 percent of calories they were consuming each day you know how many times have you said or have you heard someone say you know I, I only wanted one cookie and somehow I end up eating the whole packet okay most of the time we're not even aware of the things and, and the behaviors that we have so take you know improving your level of self-awareness and telling the truth this is why things like food diaries and you know tracking your calories sometimes can be really valuable because it forces you it forces you to tell the tr truth if you if you track your calories for three days and you find out that you're you know 1500 calories over than your target then you know why you're not losing weight you know why you're gaining weight and you know if you can take a an obstruct obstructive it's the wrong word um, if you can if you can take the view of, of as if you're coaching yourself and you can say okay well I've, I'm 1500 calories over I clearly need to, to, to make some changes 
and then you can start put your plan in place but if you don't have the self-awareness in the first place to actually even be aware of what's going on then that can be pretty detrimental long term and this this happens to a lot of people um, over a, a long period sometimes so so self-awareness is absolutely key how do you become self-aware well you can, you can take some of the strategies that I've just shared um, you can journal journals are a really good way of improving your self-awareness because you get to know yourself better you get to write down the inner chitter chatter that goes on in your mind okay um, but it, it really is a practice self-awareness um, so let's move on to number eight so what's number eight here we go no strategy works on its own so this is a little bit more in relation to people that are trying to get fit healthy lose weight what do i mean by that well typically i find that people tend to fall in in two or three categories so if it is weight loss they'll decide oh, i really need to change i really need to lose weight i'm going to go on a diet okay that's one that's one category or you get the people I'm, i really need to lose weight i'm going to go to the gym okay or you get the category of people that say oh my, my life's just not really working out i'm i'm i've gained weight you know i'm, I'm really struggling um you know i'm, I'm going to work on my mindset i'm going to i'm going to do some personal development i'm going to buy a personal development book okay um now all of these strategies are really useful you know changing your diet improving your fitness working on your mindset but what I find is they don't work anywhere near as well as when you integrate them all together you know the the, the thing about all of these is is like mindset without exercise isn't going to get you fit okay exercise exercising and training every day but your your nutrition is awful and you're you know you're overeating you're never going to lose weight okay but when you put a good positive mindset or or even a, a even starting to make small mindset changes and behavior changes alongside a little bit of exercise and even by incrementally improving your nutrition just slightly you know when you put all three of those together and you incrementally improve on all three of those okay each day so rather than going improving your exercise massively you know from day one to day 12 if you were just to improve your exercise slightly but also improve your nutrition and working on your, your daily habits and your mindset as well what I believe in my opinion is in the long term that will serve you so much better and we see this all the time from gym goers you know that the average gym goer will go really hard for two or three weeks and then they'll get bored and then they won't be seeing results because they haven't changed their mindset they haven't changed their nutrition and then they'll they'll lose motivation and they'll give up and we see this with dieting as well um, so yeah number eight for me is is just a reminder that no strategy works on its own all right so we're nearly there number nine is a weekly plan and daily intentions will improve your success dramatically now this is something that I have been off and on doing for many many years 
and so you'd think that I would have nailed it by now but I haven't and like a lot of this stuff I have to work at it and I think that that's probably one lesson that I haven't wrote down actually is is it's always you you never get to the end destination when any of this is easy and that's really harsh reality <laughs> but um but I when I am you know working on my weekly plan ahead and when I'm setting my daily intentions I always find that my weeks and my days are so much more successful and when I've got my coaching clients to do this as well or our members I know from the feedback that they feel the same so so a weekly plan basically consisting of you know what am I going to do this week that means that I'm putting myself and my my most important things first you know and and then actually diarizing those into a calendar somehow and then before you even start your day just setting those daily intentions now you know you might only you know that weekly plan and those daily intentions you might only do 50% of those but i pretty much guarantee that that's going to be way more successful that for most people than what they're currently doing there's something about the power of intention that's just pretty incredible i think it's something to do with planting the seed in, in the unconscious mind you know once you actually sit down and you actually write down what you want to do even without consciously thinking about doing it for the rest of the day it's kind of like that seed is there and it's planted and you you know that you need to do it and it almost nags away at you until you do okay so so that's number nine is, is sit down maybe like on a sunday before your week starts write out your weekly plan and then either in the morning or the night before i, I tend to do it the night before is set your daily intentions for the for the day okay cool cool all right so we're on to our last one and where are we up to right now just give me one okay so this is the longest podcast so this is half an hour so i'm gonna let you in on the last one which is probably the most important one of all sorry so connecting with your core values and taking time to reflect on how much you are living them all right so this is absolutely crucial if you've never done the core values practice before then this could be the the biggest things that you ever do um i've actually just brought i think it's called the values factor so this is a book written by dr john Martini, um and he talks about core values in a way that i've never heard anyone talk about and it's absolutely it's an awesome book i'm about halfway through at the moment i've done a lot of work on core values but i highly recommend you get in that book so it's called the values factor now you know essentially the core values is just what's important to you you know simple as that but the 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 thing is we don't behave and our, and our habits and we don't tend to show up in the world in actually delivering on those so my number 10 is connecting with your core values and and actually i'm elaborating on that by saying take the time so again this might be once a week it might be once a month but take the time to just reflect on how much time you're actually living them because it's easy to say our health is really important to me and you know my relationships are really important to me my kids are really important to me 
But if your daily behaviours aren't showing up in any of those things, if you're not exercising, not spending time with your children, if you're not, you know, doing doing things for your friends or whatever your core values are, then you're probably not living life as fulfilled and as, as successful and, and as happy as you'd like to. So it's really important to keep reflecting on that and then you can ask the truth questions and you can come back to the self-awareness journals and all of those other strategies to work out some strategies to how you could show up living your core values better okay Um, because quite simply what happens if you don't live your core values in your life you will end up spending more time living the core values of others and this is one of the, the harsh the harsh realities for many people. And the problem with that is the longer that you do leave it, the longer that you, you, you live the core, let's say your boss is making you work all the hours under the sun, you know, and that's, that's his value that he's putting on you. Um, and you just allow that to happen for year upon year, the harder it becomes to change your ways. Because what happens is eventually, you know, you build habits in you know you build habits towards values that you don't hold and you know as we all know habits are really difficult to to change or transform so start that now sit down one of my recommendations is is to start just brainstorming write down all of the um, if you go into google you can just you can just google core values and it will give you a list of of loads of different core values you know in, integrity truth etc 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 and just just circle all the ones that sort of pop out at you that seem important to you and then and then the the key thing after that is to is to start to refine them and look at those values and and ask why they're important to you and, and how if you were living those values how would you be showing up differently than how you are right now okay but my other big um big recommendation to, to do this properly is to to grab that book um, of Dr. John Martini. So that is my 10 lessons from 10 years since the worst day of my life, guys. I um, hope you found that useful. Uh, I'm going to do a quick summary. So number one, lesson number one is the beauty in the world is there to be seen. You're just too distracted. Number two is never aim for normal. Normal is a really bad benchmark. And number three is your work is important. So don't continue working in something, a job that you hate. Number four is um, health and fitness are not necessarily the same thing. In fact, they can be very different. And number five, oh, that was number five. Number six, self-awareness is the key to self-mastery in all aspects of self um, lifestyle performance so definitely work on your um, self-awareness as much as you can number seven is no strategy works on its own because they all complement each other i missed out i think i've missed one out (laughs) because i'm on number nine number nine is a weekly plan and daily intentions will improve your success dramatically and number 10 is connecting with your core values and taking the time to reflect on how often you're living them Um, so there you go guys Um, if you are struggling 
Um, if you are struggling to, ah, I've got a bonus one. I think this might be my number 10. So if you are struggling in any way at all, I think one of the biggest lessons I've learned, and this is one that I still struggle with myself to this day, is know that it's actually more courageous to reach out to someone than actually try and sort it all out yourself <laughs> and struggle on yourself. Okay, so if you're struggling with, you know, trying to lose weight, if you're struggling mentally with mental health, anxiety, stress, the worst thing you can do is bottle it all up and just try and plug on away, you know. So really work hard, you know, I say work hard, but just just don't feel like you're any less a person by just reaching out, reaching out to a friend, reaching out to a family member, you know, reaching out to maybe a coach who can guide you um, with some advice that's going to really help you. So I hope you found that um, episode useful. And if you have any um, any questions, if there's anything um, from that that you have found really helpful, then jump into the Mastering You Facebook group. Uh, absolutely love you to share this episode away um, to anyone that you feel that might be might find it useful might find it inspirational etc so um thanks again for listening guys and uh if you haven't already make sure that you subscribe to the podcast so you get more of these uh wishing you uh another awesome week take care